0: Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, which just ended its season two run a couple of weeks ago. Now, we have been recording one podcast episode for each season two episode, well, most of them. And now we're going to talk about the season as a whole. And so joining me are my usual co-host, Sarah Gardner. Hello. Hi. Rachel Adelman. Hi there. Hi everyone, and Javier Matusevich. Greetings,
1: Andrew. I knew you weren't the soup.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, myself, uh, Andrew Pontius, uh, final co-host here. <laughs> Introduce myself. We're going to start with talking about sort of just overall thoughts about the season, and then we're going to go into maybe a little bit more details as the podcast goes on. So what did people think
1: of season two? Well, I thought the first couple episodes I liked very much. I thought they had the the right runtime because the first episode was double, and the third episode was kind of slow between air quotes. But having rewatched the whole season, I felt the show went maybe too fast with the plot, which is kind of great in the sense that they have a lot of ideas and they keep burning them, but it kind of didn't live up to, to my expectations. I felt very rushed compared to the first couple of episodes.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Rewatching it without the mid-season break helped me realize that the pacing wasn't really what I thought. I thought that Michael was more on the team's side for more of the season, but he started off so malicious, and that was actually the first three or so episodes, like a third or fourth of the season. And then when they decide to trust him, he had really only been trying to be good for about an episode. So it didn't really hit me until after seeing them without a break that it was moving so
3: fast. It did move fast. I think on rewatch, I realized I liked the very beginning of the season really well. In the middle was just, there were a few episodes in the middle I wasn't a huge fan of, and then I liked the last couple episodes a lot, too. So it was kind of up and down for me.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, the season started really strong and ended pretty strong, but some in the middle, just the tone didn't hit for me.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. My impression, again, as all of us did, sort of watching them all again, all together, was that I had felt that there was this space in the middle where they were kind of trying to teach Michael and themselves ethics again and trying to sort of keep Vicky and everyone off their backs. And that felt like sort of the middle half of the season. But that was really, I think, as as we're kind of saying, that's kind of only about three episodes of that. So they were divided into sort of quarters this whole season, where the first three were sort of figuring out what they were gonna do, sort of the plan and whether to trust Michael and all this other stuff. And then sort of three episodes of of sort of stasis of them just dealing with the status quo. And then there was kind of, well, how are we gonna how are we gonna make it? You know, all these escalating crises of of the good place sort of ending and everything else. And then the final three episodes were all about the judge either getting to the judge or dealing with the judge, or the second time dealing with the judge. I sort of sound like Jason, don't I, doing a recap. But, (laughs) but yeah, like it was, it was far more segmented than I was thinking. And also, yeah, like there was plotting, like we kind of think, and we've talked in a couple of, of our episodes, podcast episodes. About how, you know, some episodes felt slow, but sort of every episode just had a whole bunch of stuff going on there. They never really just sat there and, and hung out. Most of the episodes were various crazy things happening and people running around and all of that. It, yeah, it just felt a lot busier than, than I had remembered. And you guys are saying, and, and again, I don't remember season one well enough to know offhand, but did season one not feel like that?
2: I think season one focused so much more on the perspective of Eleanor that you felt like you were following one mm-hmm. plot line kind of through, whereas it's more scattered in season two. I personally didn't like this as much, but season two felt more jokey to me, like throwing more jokes out there.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
3: I think season one did move fast and through a lot of plot at a quicker speed than I remembered, though, because I was looking at it back, and th- that's kind of the pace of the show is very fast-paced lot and it does seem a little crazy sometimes but I think season one felt that way to me too
0: yeah I one thing I noticed and I think it was it's probably been this way from the very beginning is they've got a very specific pacing to the whole show and to each each scene like they've got jokes kind of Always, always jokes all the way throughout. Somebody's making a joke about something. And there's usually some sort of pacing to it where, you know, each of the scenes is never all that long. And there's usually something to lead them out into the commercial or the title card or something. Some like little joke or twist or something to just keep things snapping. It's meant to be a comedy. There's a lot of other stuff going on in it as well. But I don't think they ever forget that, you know, we're trying to keep people entertained throughout. I think they do that pretty well. And the episodes which are really good are the ones where they do it really well. And you're just kind of laughing all the way through it, even while you're paying attention to what's going on. The one that I specifically remember, uh, I don't know whether it's a a good example or not, but when Michael is complaining about millennials, oh, he has to explain it because he doesn't mean the same thing with millennials that we mean with millennials. He said, oh, they're tortured people for a thousand years. And then he kind of says... He's, like, saying it out like he's explaining it, you know, millennials. And there was just something about it that just was, like, it just made it really funny, even though it didn't have to be. So I think they do that a lot. They kind of have little bits towards the end of every of every scene. And then there were a lot of scenes throughout the season where they were making fun of something specific, like they were satirizing something specific. And we've talked in some of our episodes about the comedy roast was one. The midlife crisis was another one. Um, there was the whole manual thing with Janet, I think, was another bit where they were kind of making fun of dealing with manuals. And then that bit with the SWAT team that we talked about as well, and train stations, <laughs> like just a whole bunch of things. And, you know, we talked about it it, was, it felt really busy. It felt really chock full. You know, it, it was really chock full. They really just had a lot of targets for that sort of sort of satire that they were adding in, in addition to all the, or as part of the plots that they were going through. And I just, I don't know, I guess I just really noticed it on the, the rewatch that that felt like how they were building episodes and how they were building scenes this season. Again, probably last scene as well, but... It wasn't just like, oh, you're always in this one place all the time because they got to go to other places, they got to go to other ways of, of looking at a particular scene. You know, oh, now we know it's the bad place, we're looking at it that way. Oh, now we know it's getting shut down and we're looking at it that way. Just a lot of different variations and things going on.
1: The show is a comedy, as we said, but I still feel that season one had also a lot more weight because the whole Eleanor thing of not knowing that she she's actually in the bad place, mm-hmm. so she actually belongs here, the whole thing about her not belonging, I, I thought, lend the the show a lot more weight, a lot higher stakes, if that makes any sense. Once we know that it's in the bad place and they have Michael on board and all the stuff, it's like, yeah, these guys are going to be okay. Nothing bad's going to happen. This is a comedy.
0: Well, what do people think? Um, we've already made sort of uh, some implicit comparisons, but people have thoughts in terms of second season versus first season. It, it sounds a bit like... Uh, you are saying that you you like the first season better, at least in certain ways.
2: Yeah, I would say I do. I think the first season's arc was mostly about Eleanor, and the second season's arc is mostly about Michael and Janet. Mm -hmm. And there were episodes where it felt like some of the cast didn't have enough to do, or their part of the episodes was, you know, sufficiently small. Mm Mm-hmm even just kind of shoehorned in, I'm thinking specifically of the episode that's about Michael and Janet, where it really felt like the rest of everyone didn't have a thing to do. Especially Cheedy, when he walks in with those needles in his face, I'm just like, what is this? Why is, why, why is this happening? When you watch it as fast as I did on a rewatch, you see how fast Michael's progression is, and how fast Janet's progression is. But The rest of everybody isn't really all that different than they were at the end of the first season, which that's fine. They don't need to grow... Super fast, or anything. It's just we spent so much time with those main characters in the first season that you kind of want to see them keep moving. Some of it's just so zany. It's like a writer's room where they're allowed to do whatever they want, which Mm -hmm. is great, but it's also a lot.
3: (laughs) I think I preferred the plot of season one better, but some of my favorite episodes and moments of the whole series were in season two which is an interesting juxtaposition.
2: Mm-hmm. I think we've mentioned this once before, but I think that it may be one of those things where after we see season three, we'll be able to look back on season two and say like, wow, that was good. <laughs> like it'll be better in hindsight because we'll have the reflection to go back on.
1: Yeah. Also, it feels that the airing schedule of of one week per episode, help the show space out the episodes because without it, it feels like, as we said, it feels like the progression progression is too fast. But if you watch one episode per week, it feels like there has been a week in which we haven't seen things, but everyone got better. Right. Yeah,
0: this is something that I, I've thought about a lot with, with TV shows. Certainly there's a big difference between the remaining sort of network TV shows and even sort of HBO. And I guess Amazon does this as well. Hulu does this, that they will space things out per week as opposed to the Netflix model where they mm-hmm. just give you all the episodes at once. And there is a certain art form to setting up your episodes in such a way that you give the viewers enough to chew on that they can just sort of think about it for a week. And then when they come back, they're sort of ready for more but they've had a chance to maybe digest it a little bit, and I do like shows which kind of give you give you those you know maybe cliffhangers, things which you don't know exactly how they're going to resolve, so you get to think about it a little bit yourself. I do like it when shows give me that uh, something to think over for a week, and I, I think the the good place did that pretty well.
1: Yeah, on the flip side, it it hurts rewatchability, but it, it's very yep. good on the first side.
0: Well, I also think the, another interesting point you're making is the this idea that the the second season was felt like a bit of a retread because the characters were either going through the same arc that they went through the first season or didn't go through an arc. And that's probably my biggest concern with season three, all hoping that everything goes well and they come up with something new and good. But since the, one of the least interesting parts of season two was them going through the same arc again, and this promise that, spoilers by the way, that season three is going to restart with them at the beginning again is something which doesn't excite hmm. me that much. I I don't want to go through that a third time if we have the same level of satisfaction with that part of the show that we've had in season two.
2: Well, and what I noticed is that the characters that we spent so much time with in season one, since we are kind of moving to different characters in season two, it's almost as if they're introducing new characters to the plot and we're following them instead. If we're already familiar with everyone, then where is there to go? Like, they're not just introducing new people. There's not going to be, you know, a random Derek. I mean, there might be.
0: There might be, yeah. But
2: are we really going to are we really going to follow them throughout a whole season? And if we do, is it going to be interesting?
3: I think my least favorite part of the retread is that my favorite moments are when like the core four and Janet and Michael are together and clicking near the end. And I feel like they're going to have to meet each other and develop that relationship again, even more so than their moral development. It's that bond that they've built and i kind of hate that they have to go back to the beginning with that again
1: yeah it feels kind of unfair on on the characters it's like they're being mentally raped in a way they're losing all their memories which is kind of not cool
0: right well i think we've kind of talked about whether we think they'll ever get all their memories back whether, you know, when the experiment ends, they'll mm. kind of be like, oh, yeah, we can know it. But it feels like even weirder for them to give them their memories back if they're on Earth. Because then they would be yeah. remembering the afterlife, which feels really weird. But mm.
1: yeah, time travel mechanics don't help <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so it really makes me think they're going to do something else besides that mm-hmm. with however they're going to resolve it. But we shall see. So why don't we move on to uh, maybe something a little bit more specific So we've talked a little bit about the episodes, some of the episodes that we liked, some of the episodes that we didn't like. Can you narrow it down to one or two episodes that were sort of your favorite for this season and then maybe your least favorite episodes? Again, we've kind of gone over it a little bit, but... uh...
2: I thought the season started really strong. The first two or three were particularly dramatic and it kept you engaged. So we're starting and we think, you know, Michael's evil, but then they have to find a way to save themselves essentially and then Michael has to team up with them to save his own skin and all of that happened within the very beginning of the season like Rachel said I think some of them in the middle were a little bit lacking the Michael and Janet episode I mentioned where the rest of the group really wasn't all that involved sort of bothered me the midlife crisis episode was a little bit weak in places
0: Uh um
2: and there were elements throughout that I thought well Okay, like I'll go along with it because I love the show, but there are just times I think, particularly with Jason, where I, where I shake my head and think, Well he's just he's just dumb. There this is the this is the joke. He's just dumb.
0: <laughs> right, and how do how do you keep that joke going for, you know, two seasons now, right? Yeah.
2: Well, and, you know, they, they pair him up with Tahani and they pair him up yeah. with Janet. And, you know, I I don't know. I like the interpersonal stuff the best where I feel like the characters are interacting with each other and kind of discussing stuff and trying to grow and get better and at least understand what it's like to be human or how they could improve themselves or whatever. And if it's... If it's mm, If it's just silly, if they're just interacting and it's just goofy, then it doesn't feel as enriching as some of the first season episodes. Mm
3: -hmm. One of my favorite episodes this season was the trolley problem episode. I really enjoyed how they brought the philosophical problem of that in and just seeing Michael's development near the end of the episode when he gave them all opposite tortures. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I um like Sarah, I enjoyed the first couple episodes of the season as well. But my other favorite one was the uh Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent where they're in yeah. the bad mm-hmm. place. And there's just there's a lot going on in that episode, but I thought it was really well done and a different view on the good place, but still had a lot of our characters. And then my least favorite episodes was the uh, Existential Crisis episode with Michael. And then maybe Derek. Even though I like Derek as a character, that episode wasn't the strongest.
1: Yeah, that was zany antics, right? Yeah. My favorite episodes were actually the bookends of the show, like episode 1-2, the double episode, and maybe episode 3. And maybe the Balloon episode. I don't know what, what the name was, but I thought I thought it was a, a nice a nice episode. And the final one. And my least favorite I have to say I didn't like Derek. I mean I like the character of Derek but <laughs> the episode's just pointless. It fulfills no sense on the show. And I think they could have done something more interesting with that. And I didn't like the well. I'm, I'm rethreading what everyone else said, but I'm not liking the crisis episode of Michael. But I thought that one actually had a a value because it was introducing the new mechanic of them trying to make Vicky believe they were still rebooted. But then it comes Derek, and it's like pointless. There's there's no place in that for that episode on the show. Sure.
2: What about you, Andrew?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's funny. Uh, I did kind of say one or more episodes. I think some of you picked like half of the season. That's fine. Um, so I would actually say the, the same kind of thing. I think the, the first three episodes, which is actually the first four episodes because they combined, the, the first episode was like an hour, I think, chapters 14 and 15, right? So it was very really kind of uh, a whole two hours worth of stuff. And I think you're all going to touch on most of the, the interesting parts of it. I do think... It was zany, like there was a lot of hijinks going on in that episode, but they all followed, you know, it was important things going on, characters learning things about themselves, characters learning things about the world, us learning things about how the world works, and everybody kind of having their own chance to grow in their way, you know, Eleanor gets to... You know, she had the chance to sort of escape, and then she comes back. And then I think Eleanor and Chidi go there, I think, as part of those first three episodes. Yeah, I think that was actually part of the Dance Dance resolution. I, in terms of episodes, the first three were great, but I think Dance Dance resolution was just just really tickled me so much because it had so many just really, really fun moments. And that moment, and I believe I've mentioned it in the past, where Mindy St. Clair says to Chidi and Eleanor, and I think I'm getting this right, yeah. You guys have known each other for a really long time. She says that to cheating and Eleanor. And that was actually the, again, I think I've mentioned it before, but I think that's one of the first lines where it really, it didn't really feel like part of a, of a show that's a metaphor for anything. It didn't really feel like it was part of characters being in these strange situations. It just felt like a real thing someone would say to other people in uh, the the throes of a relationship problems and, and a long, strong relationship. It just really hit me in a way that a couple of other lines in the, in the season have, but And that really funny, but then the, oh my God, the scene with Jason and Michael, where Michael at the end of his rope goes to Jason and says, you know, I just need to have somebody use a sounding board, but you know, I I know you're not really going to help me, but maybe you'll help me anyway. It's just all of that thing. They kind of, ways for these characters to bump up against each other in in new ways that felt new and felt fresh without kind of hitting us over the head with anything. It all went by very quickly, but it all, ah, it just, it just. And just the whole dance dance resolution thing, you know, dance dance resolution, we resolve to dance. And it just, <laughs> Jason was just, he was just his, his most Jasony self during that episode. So I, I would say that I really liked that for probably my very favorite episode. I would say the last episode, we haven't really touched on the episode, last episode very much, uh, although we did talk about it during our actual Flashcast, that there was, you know, that whole bit where everything is slowed down, where it was just sort of Eleanor going through the same steps again that she did at the beginning. But... I do think, you know, that scene with Michael and Eleanor at the bar was just one of the best yeah. scenes yeah. in the whole
2: yeah.
0: season. And, you know, you've, they had, they kind of stuffed all this other stuff around it, but that was just that was really great. And then Michael kind of saying at the end, you know, hey, here we go. Here we go. We're going to, we're going to have you guys hope, hope for you guys. Hope is back. And I get I think, as I said, they could very well have stopped. If, if they hadn't gotten renewed, they could have stopped there. And I would actually have been pretty happy with that, with the the idea that we hmm. get to, feel that they're going to have hope when they, when they try it again. So that's kind of a second runner-up to sort of favorite episode. Let's see, in terms of least favorite episode, I would tend to say, you know, Janet, Michael, or Michael and Janet, whatever that was called, and then Derek, again, it did seem like it was madcap stuff going on that didn't, that didn't seem to, to move things forward or, or say anything particularly profound about about the characters. Although, you know, the, the Derek bit, you know, and they sort of making fun of lots of things as the show goes on, this was kind of them making fun of relationships, And, you know, Janet and and Derek sort of playing out sort of the stereotypical relationship. It was good, but yeah, somehow it wasn't quite enough to be worth the time that we had. And, you know, we don't have that much time, like 20 minutes per episode and and 12, 13 episodes. You don't have that much time for for things going on, although they did try to fill up most of it. And yeah, so, you know, in some ways this is not necessarily the most productive way of talking about the episode. Did you guys have sort of scenes that you thought were really good? (laughs) Because we, we, we can't seem to narrow it down to particular episodes, like sort of scenes in particular episodes that, that struck you?
2: I did think of one as you were talking that yeah. I, I feel like I should at least mention, and that's the one where Tahani confronts her parents in the oh, hallway, yeah. mm-hmm. where she has to walk oh. through the hallway of essentially temptations, where she could go in and she should just keep walking, but she can't. and. Her parents are disappointed in her, and she makes the step of actually saying something to them, and you realize how much she's grown. It's earned, and you feel proud of her. It, it was just a really good, solid scene with someone other than Eleanor or Michael, and you think, okay, this person this person has changed. She's better
3: than she was when she got here. Yep. My two favorite moments that haven't really been been mentioned yet both involve um Michael and one of them is actually from Janet and Michael even though overall I don't like that episode but when Michael is having to almost reset Janet and Janet keeps going on about well why won't you reset me and because of reasons and he kind of goes through because the reason is friends and his like realization that Janet is his friend and he's grown to love her, and you see like the flashbacks to them building the neighborhood together. I really liked that scene. And then um, the scene at the very end of Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent when Michael says that he's hit the real-life trolley problem and the solution is to sacrifice himself and push Eleanor through the portal. I really liked that scene as well. Those were my two favorites, I think.
1: I really liked the the balloon episode. I liked the the scene in which they're all defeated and they have a party because Eleanor says that's what they have to do. Right. I thought it was very sweet of all of them. I think it's very natural, all of the characters together, feeling defeated and just, you know, relaxing, having a moment for themselves before the inevitable end. And I really loved the way the, the first episode layered out all the different perspectives. It's not a it's not a new a new thing, but it's done very well. There's no no particular scene in that episode that I think, oh, that's the great scene. But I do love the way they're all interlinked and they speak about what we owe to each other, which is the the book that Chidi teaches in university, how Jason gives Eleanor the whole wheel thingy from the bike. And it, then later it's explained how Biggie has a limp suddenly. And then it's explained all, all that stuff. I thought it was fantastic. Really nicely done.
2: I forgot, having not seen the beginning of the season in such a long time, how great Michael's evil laugh is. Oh, yeah. You know, when I think of this season, I think of how much he grew. But then going back to the very beginning where he's just so proud of himself or his torturing them that had to have been really fun for ted Danson.
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny because he he has to laugh all the time when whenever he's caught which is kind of a weird move the first time it makes sense because it's like oh ho, ho, you've seen my evil plan but i'll get you again but the next times he's actually worried so it's interesting that he can't contain the laughter he's just too proud
3: ted Danson is so good at that evil moment that it kind of makes me sad he doesn't get to do it as often.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well let's talk about Michael for a second then because a couple of you have mentioned that he's more of a more of the main character for the for the second season. I think that's Mm -hmm. definitely true. He also and we talked about how his 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 arc is a little abrupt. And I would actually go a little further when we stake out this position here that I actually don't like his arc and I think I think some of you kind of mentioned something like this already because he starts out as evil, because he was evil at the end of the last season he's evil at the beginning of this season and he's very clearly all that's on his mind is making this particular torture scenario work he's not really thinking in terms of liking people it seems like there's no mention of liking people there's no mention of any sympathy for them at all i mean you know he he calls them cockroaches you know Mm -hmm. the name for our podcast Mm -hmm. comes from that um you know and even says in, in the third episode or the second episode you know he talks about like oh what's a what's a disgusting, crawling thing, right? That That's this is, that's what humans are like. And yet there's a point later on in the season where he says, well, all I ever wanted was to know what it was like to be human, paraphrasing, I don't remember the exact quote. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> it's not how you were thinking at all. Mm-hmm. And they never really explain quite how that
1: happened. I felt it was deserved because I thought it was implied that he was saying all of this time that he had he had been trying to become a better a better person with them all that he wanted was to feel like a like a human so he could understand i don't think he meant all his life he wanted to be like a human but maybe maybe he he actually did if you think about it his idea was to make a neighborhood a, a good place neighborhood and hang out around humans so Maybe he actually subconsciously he actually wanted that.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that is the argument. I was actually curious if anyone was gonna was gonna bring up that idea that yeah, he he must be fascinated with humans because he's not just trying to oh my gosh what are some of the details that they talked about uh, rip their butts out from their throat whatever it was I think that was one of them um, yeah like he wants to get in their minds instead of just physically torturing them and so yeah, yeah. you you could definitely argue that. I'm not sure I saw it on the screen, but you could definitely argue it.
3: That was something I think they addressed a little more in the first season, like at the beginning of the first season, Michael talking about how he was getting used to the his human body and different things about, well, do humans do this or do humans do that and certain questions he would ask then when we thought he was a good place architect. So it's interesting to think back on that and then think about him being more human in this season.
2: And he had this quote in the second season where he said that he didn't have a purpose he's just given a list of names to torture and then he tortures them and then he's given another list of names and so I think that's what makes him a little bit more interested in an actual purpose because humans have them and he never did
0: so you so you buy that you buy the arc that he's got this season
2: well I would say that in as much as you can I think Binge watching it takes away from it a little bit because it really does propel it so fast from one extreme to the other. But, you know, as you get a week in between each of them and you can kind of allow yourself some time to think, okay, he's growing, even though we're not seeing Mm -hmm. it. It's it's a little bit easier to stomach. Mm. Plus, I think they I think they knew that I think NBC knew that they had, you know, Ted Danson on their hands and they better use this, use him. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, there was a sense like he was sort of their helper in the first season, but he wasn't the main character. They, you know, the humans were the, were the main characters. And now he gets to sort of shine a little more and, and do his thing. <laughs> but again, I, you know, we've all kind of talked about it. He does his best shining when he actually is interacting with the, the human, human cast at his best. So, yeah, I'm... Well, so I'm curious how this is going to work in season three. And that's kind of my next question here is, what are your thoughts about season three? What do you think is going to happen? What are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? All that stuff.
3: One comment I have that has to do with season three about the finale episode is that I'm really glad we got the start of Eleanor's life on Earth in the finale episode, because it's something we have to kind of go through again. And I think it could have been a season... Three opener, but I'm excited we kind of get to start at the end when she's already met Chidi. I think it'll be a more exciting at that point than it would be if the final episode was the first episode of season three.
0: Yeah, that totally makes and sense. Yeah.
3: I'm, so I'm like super excited to see where they go and see how they might bring Jason and Tahani into the the lives of Eleanor and Chidi, or whether we will. I assume we'll get them together sooner rather than later, but I guess it could go in a whole different direction.
1: Yeah, I keep going back and forth with what's going to happen on Season 3. After seeing the last episode, I thought, well they have to wrap it up uh, with the whole Earth thing and go back to somewhere else because they can't do a whole season on Earth. And then when I was writing my notes for this episode, I thought, no, that's impossible because where are they going to go? They have to clearly go through <laughs> right? the whole yeah. season with the whole Earth thing. And then now while I'm saying this, I, I'm thinking, no, they have to go back to somewhere else. They have to figure something out. So I, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really thrown this time. Yeah.
2: I could say what I wish could happen but I don't think it's going to. Yeah. I I really enjoy TV shows like Legion or Mr. Robot where they can just have an out there episode that has nothing to do with anything or even like Louie where they recast two of the main characters just for a single episode <laughs> just to mess with your head. Like I want something really strange to happen that ha- that you know that is just totally out of the blue, even if it's just for an episode. I'd like for them to push the limits of what n b c will let them get away with like this is This is supposed to be you know regular old network television like comedy really easy to stomach, and it's already an experimental show, so just do something really off the wall. but like I said, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> But if it did, it would be my favorite episode, like hands down <laughs> uh i I you know I like the theory stuff. I would love it if they did something like an animated episode, or you know like just 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 bizarre i want I want it to be weird just once, like just really strange
0: like a like a musical episode, maybe
2: anything that would
0: be just, so cool or a, or a puppet episode
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know or dress Eleanor up as like Elsa or something (laughs) but I I am in for it if they're gonna do something really strange I'm about it because if it gets too repetitive that's when I don't you know when I lose interest in the show I want something really bizarre
1: maybe we get introduced to like new characters around the bar place and we we get to follow them around for a bit until surprise the rules have changed because of Eleanor and Chidi and stuff and they Get reintegrated <laughs> into society somehow,
2: or like maybe we meet characters you know on the earth level that we hadn't met, but they become and important,
1: right? Yeah,
0: I, not, I don't remember who, who mentioned it to begin with, but but yeah, like the, they've written themselves into some some corners in a variety of ways. Um, with the the judge uh trial, there's only a certain amount that they there's only a certain amount of leeway that they have, they can't. Start and restop it, you know, eight hundred times this time because the judge isn't going to allow it. They're probably back on Earth, but if they were to go back to the afterlife again, they would have to go to the bad place. So, do, do you have to figure out something to do with that? They have to pass the test in 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 the good in the on Earth before they can go back. And and if they pass the test, then they just go to the good place and then the show ends. So yeah, they've they've gotten themselves into a bit of a bind, but they can mm-hmm. they can like you know in the in the good place slash bad place. We knew, people had mentioned that they were only them and they were everyone else was a demon, so not necessarily someone they could really talk to. Yeah, on earth they can meet whoever they want. They could actually have an entirely new bunch of people who get involved in their lives and and are part of it. Now, what would that mean to the show? Because the show has made it pretty clear that they think those four people need to come together with each other. But, you know, they could... Oh, my God, Sarah, the idea that they could actually have like the first half of the season with comp- characters completely different than, they're not going to do that, but completely different than our people just to show what the result of them is. They can do a whole bunch of different things on earth. I'm not sure I'm that interested in that, at least from the scenarios that I can think of in my head, because again, I want interesting things to happen and, and growth and things to happen with our main cast. And it's hard to imagine other people having that same, level of interest in my mind but they have to do something and yeah they can't they can't go back they can't go back to the to the bad place so yeah i think they've written themselves into a bit of a corner and i don't know how they're going to get out of it i can't think of how they're going to get out of it on the other hand that's kind of where we were at at the end of season one and they did come up with with enough interesting things for us to watch for the to keep us all on the hook this season so
1: yeah they seem to like that place
2: What if, like, what if one of the main characters goes missing, they can't find them? Or what if one of them dies prematurely and we don't know what happens to them? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Wow. I was thinking Michael is an honorary human, so maybe they'll become honorary demons. I don't think they're going to go there, but (laughs) that would be be fun.
0: Actually, I think I did. I'm not sure if I actually talked about this directly, but... There is the thought that Michael has not had his trial yet. Like if he's trying to be human, if he's trying to go into the good place, although what, like it's a demon going to the good place. Does he become an angel? How does that work? But he hasn't, he still hasn't gone through his test where he doesn't, where there's no moral desert. Like he hasn't been tested where he doesn't know that he's going to be rewarded if he does good. And so I suspect they will have some sort of an episode or part of an episode where Michael loses his memory and gets put somewhere. And then he has to, show that he can do selfless things for a while i i am not sure how much money i would bet on that idea but i think that's a, it's definitely a possibility for what we've seen if if they go sort of the standard route they just don't go in a completely different direction with with all of this and maybe janet has to do it too like there are a lot of opportunities for for things like that
2: i hope season three has plenty of both michael and janet though like there may not be many reasons to have them both yeah. there if everyone's on earth but They've got to find a way to put them in there.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how long we stay on Earth, whether it is a season thing or just half an episode thing. Who knows?
0: <laughs> or whether they're really on Earth. I mean, I think we're all pretty much agreed that they're probably on Earth, that that's the most likely explanation for yeah. how they're setting up the trial. But well, I mean, we all, we thought they were in the good place for, you know, 12 episodes. So
1: Anything can happen. Well, wouldn't it be crazy if, if we actually get to say the medium places for each one of, of, of our characters, that would be interesting, though, right? I mean, for like an episode, but... Right.
0: Right. As, as one variant of how they deal with it. Yeah. Like, like, what would Chidi's medium place look like, where he's not being tortured all the time by having to make decisions, but he's not being sort of, you know, let off too easy either. I don't
3: know. What's their version of Mindy St. Clair's beige 80s house? Hmm
2: there are no hats to
3: choose
0: <laughs> like from as someone who lives in a fairly crowded expensive city like Minnie's house is actually pretty nice like it wasn't really medium it was
2: pleasant
1: yeah <laughs> yeah but no cocaine no cocaine that's right
3: well, she she has it now I mean Derek brought her all the cocaine <laughs> yeah so.
0: well, well what does that mean now is she would they have to make her place worse to uh, compensate for the fact that other parts of her existence have now gotten better. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to yeah. worry about that either. <laughs>
1: will the D.A. take away her cocaine? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, they have that SWAT team, right? So they could, they could confiscate it. So I'll say thank you to all of my co-hosts. So thank you, Rachel.
3: Have a good night, everyone.
0: Thanks, Javier. And welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thank you, everyone. See ya. And thank you, Sarah.
3: Thank you. Bye bye.
2: Yeah,
1: and we
0: will see you next season.
2: I just need to spend some time alone and focus on myself
0: take all the time
2: you need